Hello, everyone, and welcome to the April 2009 edition of the Immigration Solutions Podcast. Um, we have some great news this month to share with you. We also have an event announcement to top it off. On Friday, April 17th at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, we will be having a telephone conference that you are more than welcome to join, which will discuss the new I-9 form, uh, more particularly the I-9 laws and regulations, how to complete the new form, the documentation requirements and examination involved, and we'll also be having an open Q&A as well. So again, if you'd like to join that, that telephone conference, please head to the website at www.immigrationsolution.net, or you can RSVP by emailing us at info at immigrationsolution.net as well. Um, moving on, as for news this month, which we'll be chatting about, uh, just a few key stories that really popped out over the month of March. Uh, the USCIS will be trying to digitize immigration applications, which could lead to a very interesting discussion. So we'll be having a little discussion about that. We also have a possible H-1B random selection lottery that could be happening next month. Uh, more news on that shortly. We also have some new legislation that will be coming out that could ease the debt and burden on nursing students. So obviously that's a plus. The AAIHR also responded to Obama's comments on nurses, so we're also interested to hear what he had to say there. Also, Microsoft, in unprecedented fashion, is about to lay off workers, both U.S. and non-U.S. based, so we have a story about that. And a little tidbit to end the discussion is Twitter. Um, obviously, you've heard about what Twitter might be, or you've heard that buzzword, or you've heard... It's on MSNBC or Headline News or CNN or in the New York Times on Wall Street and the Wall Street Journal. It's really everywhere. So we'll be having a, a, a small discussion about that. But please sit back, relax, enjoy. And um, we're about to get started. The paperless USCIS posted on Immigration Daily on March 13th, 2009. The Federal Times reports that USCIS is spending over half a billion dollars to digitize its paper files so that it can process immigration applications over the internet instead of through the U.S. Postal Service. The agency signed a five-year contract with IBM in November. The company will be the lead systems integrator on the project. It's tasked with digitizing the agency's processing system, which currently relies on some 70 million paper files scattered at hundreds of locations across the country. The IBM contract, the latest in a series of modernization projects at the agency, could eventually shave months of processing times on. If you'd like to hear more and read upon the story, please head to ImmigrationSolution.net and read through the April 2009 newsletter. All I ever had, redemption song. Will there be an H-1B random selection lottery this year, as posted on AILA, March 25, 2009? USCIS has confirmed that if it determines that they have received a sufficient number of cases in the first five business days of April for fiscal year 2010 to reach the cap, then the lottery will be based on petitions received all five days. USCIS will not begin to issue receipts, however, until determination is made that sufficient H-1B petitions have been received within the first five business days of April, ending April 7, 2009. After the lottery is conducted, the USCIS will then issue receipts for those cases which are selected. 
and the receipts will likely all have the same receipt date, April 8, 2009. USCIS has indicated that guidance will be issued to explain that all petitions received between April 1, 2009 and April 7, 2009 will have the same receipt date. This is important for those F-1 beneficiaries whose OPT will expire between April 1st and April 7th, so that designated school officers will know that an H-1B petition was timely filed and that a beneficiary may be eligible for CAP-GAP employment authorization or status based on the actual filing date. As the regulation provides, if USCIS concludes that insufficient H-1B petitions have been received within the first five business days of April, USCIS will continue to receive and accept petitions until the day upon which USCIS concludes that a sufficient number of petitions is reached. USCIS will then conduct the lottery for those cases received on the last day. While USCIS believes that the cap will be reached before October 1, 2009, they are not able to make any further predictions, although they have heard from various stakeholder groups, including ALA, that fewer petitions are expected to be filed during this H-1B cap season. For more information and to read further into this article, please head to immigrationsolution.net and read upon the April 2009 newsletter. Under our legislative watch this month, Wisconsin Congresswoman Tammy Baldwin, joined by Congressman Tom Latham, recently introduced legislation in the House that will ease the debt burden of nursing students and address the current nursing shortage. The Nurses Higher Education and Loan Repayment Act, which is H.R. 1460, would establish a federal student loan repayment program for nurses who agree to teach full-time at an accredited school of nursing for at least four years in a six-year period. For more information on this story and to read other news under Legislative Watch, please head to ImmigrationSolution.net and click upon the April 2009 newsletter. AAIHR responds to President Obama's nursing comments. In healthcare news this month, the President recently commented about the nursing shortage and health services providers' use of internationally trained workers to fill the gap in some occupations, such as nursing. President Obama said, quote, the notion that we would have to import nurses makes absolutely no sense, end quote. In response, the AAIHR recognized that the real question surrounding the nursing shortage is healthcare accessibility. The ideal goals of the Emergency Nurse Supply Relief Act of 2008 is to create funding for nursing schools and loosen the restrictions surrounding visa quotas. This ideal approach creates a balance of opportunities for a number of interested parties, such as students, schools, employers, internationally trained nurses, domestic nurses, and even more importantly, importantly, patients. For more information on the President's recent comments and to read further into the healthcare news this month, please head to immigrationsolution.net and read upon the April 2009 newsletter. news this month, economic hard times in the global technology workforce. Microsoft is not sheltered from the unprecedented crisis battering the global economy. In response to challenges they are confronting in markets around the world, they announced last month that they would cut jobs and reduce the overall employment level for the first time. 
This was a difficult decision, and it was not one that was made lightly. But the long-term health of the company, like the financial fate of the country as a whole, requires prompt and decisive, decisive action to adapt to the changed economic reality. On January 22nd, Senator Charles Grassley wrote to Microsoft asking for more information, particularly about how their plans would affect U.S. workers and non-U.S. citizens working for Microsoft. Here is the text of Microsoft's response. Dear Senator Grassley, thank you for your letter of, of January 22, 2009. Steve Ballmer asked me to respond on the company's behalf. Your letter expressed concern about Microsoft's recently announced layoffs and asked us to provide you with information about them. I've included that information below, but first I'd like to provide a bit of context. Since the company's founding in 1975, Microsoft's consistent growth has enabled us to increase employment every year. In the last three fiscal years, for example, our employment in the United States increased by 40%. Today, we have more than 90,000 employees worldwide, and over half of them are in the United States. The vast majority of these U.S. jobs are filled by American citizens. To read further into the letter, please head to ImmigrationSolution.net and read upon the April 2009 newsletter. In focus for HR professionals, taming Twitter, did they really just say that? As recent incidents have shown, on Twitter anything goes, but forward-thinking companies are mitigating risk of using the booming social network by designating Twitter reps and updating electronic communication guidelines. Guidelines should be spelled out during the new employee orientation. They should also be available in handbooks and online in multiple locations, such as an internal company blog or on its HR employee portal. For more information on this, please go to www.immigrationsolution.net and read upon the April 2009 newsletter. say thank you for joining us this month at Immigration Solutions. We try our hardest to bring you the most up-to-date information as we see necessary to spread to our users. So for myself and for everyone else involved here, as well as the managing partner, Leslie Davis, I would say thank you and we will see you next month. If there's anything you'd like to hear mentioned in the podcast or you're interested in advertising on the podcast, please email info at immigrationsolution.net or you can contact us directly on our website at www.immigrationsolution.net.